All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Tunes, Mate. I'm Mark. And I'm Ray. And believe it or not, we're in episode 41 already, Ray. I can't believe it. Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing that we're at 41. Just one more and we'll be at the, the answer to life, the universe, and everything. So uh, we're, we're getting <laughs> there. I love that. And today we've got a special guest on the show. I'd like to welcome friend of the show, Ty. Gentlemen. Howdy. Good to hear you. Good to hear you, too. Same here. Good to talk to you. You know, Ray, I was thinking about this. You know, when Kenny Rogers passed away, yeah. you had posted The Gambler. And I watched that video and I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, I totally remember seeing that. And then I started thinking about how I was actually introduced to a lot of musical artists watching The Muppet Show. And then I thought, wait a minute. I know Tyler knows so much about The Muppet Show that I would be blown across the earth of just the <laughs> amount of information he knows about it. And I thought we should have a podcast about this. Well, it, it makes sense. I mean, timing wise, the, the Muppet Show, you know, they tried to, to start a new one a couple of years ago and it didn't really take off. But on uh, back on February 19th, the Muppet Show came to Disney Plus and that made it made headlines. People were I, I, people were talking about it. I saw a number of folks tweeting about it that, hey, they're watching the Muppet Show for the first time in years. You know, the memories, kind of like you said, you know, there were all these things that you remember I was literally just in a meeting the other day and uh, and the Muppet show came up and people were talking about, oh, remember when they did the Star Wars thing and remember when John Denver was on and, you know, I, you know, 40, 40 years ago, more, more than 40 years ago. I mean, that was a phenomenon. That was a really big popular culture phenomenon. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Music was a significant part of that. And so I think that, you know, that's it's something worth worth talking about. So, Ty, given you know your knowledge of the Muppet Show, I mean, what, what do you think in terms of how music was significant to the Muppet Show? Well, I would say Jim Henson like actually tended to think of the Muppets as a type of visual jazz. Yeah. So, I mean, it's baked right into the premise. Like, um, if you go back to the even pre Muppet Show to like Sam and Friends, which was his first show uh, with with the Muppets. He uh, he did a lot of segments where they were they were simply just lip syncing to to uh, popular songs, but he did tend to lean towards uh, jazz type things. That he was you know he was young when he was in the fifties, so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that was uh, that was the kind of thing he looked for. In fact, you can find you can still find clips of uh, of uh, pr the kind of proto Kermit. He was Kermit, but he didn't look like what you think of as Kermit now. Uh, right. You can find clips of him. Uh, scattered across the internet doing just kind of jazz scat <laughs> okay and they're drawing you know and they're drawing uh visually what that represents along with uh kermit singing the the, the jazz the scat uh so i think you know from there it's just kind of baked into the dna of the muppets that music goes right along with it it wasn't meant to be just a uh, talking <laughs> ever i think it was always it was always meant to be both or all well and i mean it, it carried on in the tradition of the variety show right so you know it, you know you had, uh, you, you had carol burnett and you had all the stuff that, that came before that you know flip wilson and you know go right on back right to variety show and so there seems to be i mean you mentioned jazz it's interesting that there's a there's kind of a natural connection between the idea of a variety show and and the idea of jazz right this sort of there's a free formness to it. There's a spontaneity to it, an improvisational part to it. The rainbow Absolutely. connection. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's part of it too. I mean, 
that's I think a whole nother step. But but yeah, right. That whole improvisational uh, quality is part of both of those. Absolutely, it feels like it could go any like it could go anywhere at any moment. Right. And often often does. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and even when it's scripted, though, but it's it's scripted in a way that makes it seem. I mean, it's like it's going anywhere at any moment, right? So you know, you've got the Swedish chef, right? And I mean, music's even a part of that. Right. He's back, you know, he's making that, that song that he does with it, or you've got animal, right. You know, playing with uh, Dr. Teeth and the electric mayhem. And you got, you know, that there's, there's this, Mm. this, I mean, you know, the word scat, I don't, I don't mean the pun here, but there's a scatteredness to it, right. It feels (laughs) off the cuff and improvisational and, and going stream of consciousness, even as it's scripted, to, to do certain things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You are. I mean, sure. They're, 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 they're writing these things, but uh, it, it feels like they're coming up with it as they go, which I mean, obviously they can't, but that's mm-hmm. what they wanted was you to feel like you, they wanted you to feel like it could just, anything could happen while you're watching. And I, and I think, I think they right. achieved that most of the time, almost certainly. It felt that way. Oh, right? sure. That's, and that may be sort of the, the appeal that it has, even across ages, right? So there's a certain appeal that has for kids, but then, you know, as an adult, you can see sort of skill that goes into that as well. Oh yeah. I mean, they played things up in any number of, of different ways and were, you know, ultimately successful most of the time. And, you know, anything they started could end up being sweet or silly or, you know, poignant, or it could be deep. It may not be deep. They just, you just don't know right. what they're going to do with it, but they always, they always found the way to support it, you know, visually, uh, appropriately. In ways that work. Yeah, right? Absolutely. It worked. Right. Uh, I think, yeah, almost certainly every time, almost every time. I can't think of any offhand that I would call a failure. Yeah. I'd have to go back and rewatch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would really have to dig and then I'm not looking for them to fail. So I guess, yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Well, but think about the successes, right? So thinking about those successes, I mean, what would you say are some of the most memorable music moments? In I mean, I, I can think of what I think of, but I'd like to see what you think. The most memorable music moments from The Muppet Show. When you asked the question, the first thing that leapt to my mind was uh, when they did Time in a Bottle. And that's not even with any of the, the main character Muppets. It's just mm-hmm. uh, just a kind of an anything Muppet. And as he's, as he's singing time in a bottle he's a scientist and he's testing different formulas and he's aging or no i'm sorry he starts off old and he's becoming younger as he goes and then of course he gets to the the last of the potion and it actually backfires and he ends up being an old man again as the song ends so yeah i mean it's i mean it sounds silly but it it's <laughs> it's kind of sad as you watch the show it's uh so it kind of hits you that way the the gambler right. one too is that you uh, you posted earlier. I forgot how creepy that one ends mm-hmm. up kind of being. <laughs> yeah. Right. The ghosts and the... Uh, yes, but I mean, you know, you got lots right. of lots of great upbeat ones. They had, since they had so many comedians, Fever that uh, Rita Moreno does with, uh, with yes. Animal. Yes. Is just, you know, that's, that's isn't even yep. all, that's mostly on Rita Moreno even. That's not even on Animal, but it's, that is a lot of fun. And that's not a song. You know, that's right. not a song that anybody usually plays for laughs. But right. Well, that speaks to your point, though, right? The idea that they could be silly mm-hmm. and serious all at the same time, poignant yet ridiculous, all in one. So, like you said, it could be 
the, the time in the bottle, it's silly. Yet, as you said, it, there's a certain sadness to it or um, the gambler, you know, it's, it's poignant, but it's kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's like uh, almost the best one to play for what Halloween, (laughs) which, you know, is a different thing because the game, I mean, the gambler in the song isn't really about that. And, 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 and again, I, when I posted that, it was when uh, Kenny Rogers died and it was like my, my most vivid memory. When I start thinking of Kenny Rogers, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is watching that clip on and watching him sing sing the gambler on the muppet show and and that skit that they did with that and and so even a big part of it is just that it it's got this sort of a nostalgic feel to it as oh well. yeah i would certainly for for anyone uh who watched that growing up there yeah <laughs> and anytime we hear any any song that appeared on the muppet show we're gonna find some nostalgia for it i think uh yeah and and for me even some of the the theme songs that were baked to me, the theme song to the Muppet Show, you can't get that out of your head. Pigs in Space always made me laugh. I mean, I I always remember that one. So even you know they had all those, like you said, those key characters, but there was always a catchy theme song that got you hooked into the skit and you looked forward to that. I mean, even think of like you know Gonzo at the end of the theme song. Right. You'd always wonder what's going to happen to him. <laughs> and so it just oh yeah. It always made just it's, smile. Uh, it, I mean, it, the show was always, obviously, always intended to uh, to leave you with a good feeling when you walked away from it, even if it played with you, a, you know, a few times throughout the episode. They almost always left you with something pretty silly at the end of it before they sent you on their way home, and then you had that rousing, you know, end end score to the Muppets. So you weren't gonna. That wasn't gonna leave you feeling down. I don't believe the the kind of uh, well, I, I what is that? It's a what would you say that that song was is kind of like a new Orleans jazz type out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. well, it's, I mean, it's very much in the, um, the, the Hollywood show busy kind of feel, you know, this is what we call the Muppet show, right? It's got that, that, that sort of Hollywood opening number, Hey, we're oh, going to put on a show kind of feel. Yeah. Right? And, and then, you know, that was another thing that of course that Jim Henson would have grown up on would have been, would have been movie musicals of the, of the forties and fifties right. would have, would have been his thing. So, you know, then of course that's, you know, that becomes clear when they, they get to do their first, you know, theatrical movie and they, that's a- absolutely a road trip, right. put on a show kind of movie. And then even more when they get to their third movie, which is right, <laughs> which is very literally a let's put on a show type movie. Well, I mean, let's talk about that. The, I mean, the movie, because the movie, the original Muppet movie picks up, right? I mean, it's different from the show, right? It's a it's it's not a variety show. It's a story, but it, it is like a it's it's one of those road trip stories and it's got music. And I mean, one of the most famous Muppet pieces ever, the Rainbow Connection, is where we start with that movie. Right. So. So again, music is baked right into the DNA of, of what, what's going on there. Yeah, in fact, since it's it's sort of a movie within a movie, people kind of forget that it's kind of framed with the Muppets are actually right. watching the Muppet movie. They're watching a screening of the Muppet movie, but most people right. probably think of it opening just with the Rainbow Connection. So you don't have the right. you don't have the bit with Kermit explaining to to Robin. Uh, that this is, this is, yeah, this is sort of how we met, but, uh, yeah, everybody, everybody kind of thinks of it with that, you know, the, the, the flyover of the, the Florida swamp and 
coming in on Kermit, who's already right. already playing his banjo on the log. Right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I actually good about the opening part that, that I think because they roll credits and everything right there, and it feels like this is the opening of the movie. But that's part of the the um, the sort of meta right. level of this is that it's a movie within a movie. Right. Then. So uh, and uh, yeah, so you, you think of it going right in with the music, like before you even really think about any of the characters speaking or anything, you have Kermit doing uh, his his big number for the whole movie right up front. Uh, he's got a couple more, but right. they're right. They're 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 with other characters. They're duets and and a couple of things with the whole cast. Right. So. And the, well, and the rainbow connection is the one that, that becomes the, the big, the, the famous one, right. That gets, becomes the, the reference point throughout oh, yeah. their culture for 40 you yeah, know, that's, the last uh, years. Yeah. That's, that's certainly their most famous, the uh, most famous song. When you think of the Muppets, it's the, uh, that's probably the one most people think of off the bat is, is, uh, is rainbow connection. Although I would say just about every song in that movie lands. And the only one that you could say doesn't is Miss Piggy's, which I don't think is meant to. <laughs> I don't think any of them were other, any of the others were hits. Uh, but they're all, they're all extraordinarily good. I think mm-hmm. like uh, at, at this point in time, even the, the Gonzo, the Gonzo's song, I'm going to go back there someday is actually probably my favorite from the movie itself. That's Again, one. it's, it's sweet and it's sad and you're kind of not expecting it, but. It kind of just uh, gives you a quiet moment right. before the the craziness of the end of the movie. So let me let me ask you this then. So on the one hand, I agree the the Rainbow Connection. I mean, I you know I think of it a lot of you, but, but I, I would say that there there is an argument that another song may be just as much referenced. I don't know, maybe not as well known, maybe not as popular, but pretty well known is Manamana. Sure. I remember showing this. So when my son was born and he was, you know, an infant, I was, I got him to, to, to watch this and he liked it. I don't think, I don't know that he likes it so much now, but he did then. And I found the old version of it. Now, was that originally on Sesame street or was that from something else that I'm watching that old original version where there, I mean, the, right. it's the, very low, the first version I believe is from Sesame street. Yes. Low text. Uh, I'm trying to, I don't believe they, I mean, okay. then obviously they did a version of it on the Muppet show as well. I, they may have done it on some variety shows. Like they used to appear right. on Ed Sullivan quite a bit, but I don't think it appeared there before it appeared on Sesame street. I think that was the first place. Uh, but that's not even their song. That's uh, okay. That's some okay. song from an Italian movie. I mean, it wasn't, and it was, you know, just again, some kind of just weird jazz bebop thing that was just in the background of some scenes in a movie. But they they found the song and enjoyed it, right. and so they kind of did their own version of it. Uh, and now now you can't hear that song without thinking of a guy in a weird fur fur vest and a couple of weird cow looking things singing it, right? I'm trying to remember the the reference is what there's a song that says something about the go manamana and I'm trying to remember what song it is because it it's a reference to the muppets and it it just it that's the kind of thing that I remember that you know part of the sort of um image of the the muppets is this as you said this silly kind of jazzy beat kind of thing that that I mean you know what does this even mean right and the skit is 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 ridiculous yet 
again, it has all those emotions to it as well. Cause there's this guy who's clearly frustrated. Right. But at the same time, it's, it's silly and funny and, and all of that going on in this skit that becomes sort of synonymous. Yes. With uh, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. There's frustration. Like Muppets are allowed to show emotion. Obviously they can, it's not just happiness, which you guess most puppets usually just associate with puppets. I would suppose at the time were just their kids things. Right. So they got to be happy all the time. No, Muppets can get frustrated or angry or, or uh, just, you know, just silly. They can just be disruptive, <laughs> which is, which is a thing kids do. And uh, I mean, I think that's why kids lights onto it, but I think that's why adults lights onto it too, because they miss getting the chance to be disruptive. Um, and that's, that's what Menomina is doing the whole time. He's interrupting the, he's interrupting the song that the, the, the snoths, the two cow looking things are singing and they're, uh, they're playing him down. But, you know, eventually somewhere near right. the end, they all end up working together. Right. But, uh, yeah, that, this is not yeah, how Yeah, well, I mean, they're clearly looking goes. at him like, what are yeah. you doing? <laughs> I mean, We're doing a thing. And- it's written on the sheet music. Right. <laughs> and then at the end, right, we've got the old, I mean, it's like the Bob Newhart thing, right? right? He, he leaves and then he calls <laughs> he up Kermit the phone, and, phone and, out you know, to the on stage, phenomenon, as you right? would do as a, a stage manager of your, uh, your theater. You would interrupt an act for a phone call. Right, right, right. The, the very. Right, right. <laughs> Which I mean, which right, is, right, yeah. I mean, that's the Muppet Show. Right was back to the well. show within was, a show kind of theme. It was right? a we were watching a televised version of a vaudeville program that acts like a modern variety show. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> that's also if really you're well. watching it in Britain, filled with a bunch of uh, you know British what what are those called? Uh, what was the British the British version of vaudeville? They've got a bunch of their own old songs in it anyway, which actually did make, probably make it feel more vaudeville which you know the kind of thing most of us didn't even realize was in the show until we until we got a hold of the dvds and they uh and they included the in the the parts that were cut out for commercials Mm -hmm. were all old british uh drinking songs mostly (laughs) (laughs) but but there again right so we see the 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 significance Mm -hmm. of music that music is as you said sort of Mm -hmm. built. yeah if you can think of any character you can you can probably think of a if, – if any character is your favorite character, you probably have a song associated with that character that goes with it. I was just thinking about Statler and Waldorf. Oh, it's always, you know, <laughs> oh, it was okay. <laughs> Could have been better. I hated it. Actually. <laughs> Boo! Get off the stage! <laughs> Boo! <laughs> they would just uh, – I don't. to me, it's always – it's either the – you know, it's the closing theme or sometimes they would just show up randomly, but they would always make me laugh yeah, pretty fair. hard. Too. Yeah, they do have a they do have their own individual lines in the opening theme, do they not? So, yeah. So if you love those characters, that that may be where you're. Well, let me ask this in terms of them, because I think that they play a role here. You know, we talk about the um, the silliness, the seriousness, the all this stuff, the, the, the as you said, the poignancy that's that's all built into this. And then you got these these two old guys up there going, ah, oh, this is this is hogwash, right? You know that this is ridiculous. Almost like uh, like you said, you could uh, you, you know at the end they would bring you back so you could leave on a happy note, you know. And and 
Stadler and Waldorf, Waldorf weren't leaving you on a happy note in the sense that, you know, hey, yeah, this is fun. It, it was more like, uh, yeah, guess what? Don't take any of this too seriously, <laughs> right? It was like this this note to put in there to, to just remind you that everything you're seeing here, you know, yeah, you might be scared by the gambler or yeah, you know, God, when I think about time in a bottle and I think about aging and stuff that might, you know, kind of depress me or, you know, whatever. Here's these guys that, that come in and remind you, by the way, this is all just kind of ridiculous and don't take it seriously. Oh yeah, absolutely. They, uh, they aren't taking any of it seriously. <laughs> now, Correct me if I'm wrong, but when I think of these guys, I always wondered if, and I know this is a tangent, but I feel like were those the same characters they based on with the Eddie Murphy movie? You know, you know, that the two rich guys that like make the bet for a dollar. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, ha- I haven't heard, but I wouldn't surprise me if, well, I mean, at that point, was it Don, was Don Amici and uh, um, God? Why I can't think of his name. I forget. Right? Yeah, they wouldn't have been as old at that point right. that they made the Muppet Show. <laughs> yeah, that was about fifteen years earlier. So maybe the guys in trading trading places. I guess it's only about ten years. If that. Ralph Bellamy, Ralph Bellamy, right? Maybe they uh, maybe they based their performance on the Muppet Show. That's what I'm thinking. Yes. Um, that you know the the performance because then you know the. The great scene, one of the, the greatest scenes from Coming to America is, you know, when Akeem is walking along and he's got this money he's got to give away and he, he hands it to the to Don Amici, right? And, and he's like, Mortimer, we're back, right? You know, Randolph, we're back, right? You know, Shut up, Mortimer, right? You know, and, and you, you know, right. if you don't know the trading places, you don't even know what the hell that means. But if you do know trading places, it's just this great scene in that movie. And once again, then we've got these two old guys like just sitting there on this park bench and they, they, you Uh know, insulting each other again. Right. And and insulting everything. And I think, Mark, you you might be onto something. The idea that they may have at least partly been influenced by um, uh, Stadler Waldorf Waldorf from um, not the Waldorf Astoria, which is where Akeem's (laughs) father was staying, but from uh, the Muppet show. Yeah, there's a lot of references and it just... I'm always amazed because I, you know, I, I had, I think I had a 45 of rainbow connection and I know I had something else of, of the Muppets, at least musically. And then, you know, you talked about the movies. There was obviously some recent movies that came out. I remember Muppets tonight with, I think the host was a fish. I, I can barely remember. And then, there always seems to be you know, something <laughs> with the Muppets happening. You know, now it's back on Disney Plus, and you know, there's there's got to be something revving in that engine of of the Muppets, always trying to tap into culture. It always seems like they're trying to tap into now and trying to merge in and, and be relevant. Yeah, actually, I think sometimes that's the problem why they don't catch on as much lately as they try too hard to be relevant. Which I I know the the company that that uh, had control of it, it was a german company that got control of it right after jim henson died they were very insistent on the the muppets being all about parody which is i don't think is true mm-hmm. uh they, they may parody things at times but i think they're just more about it's more of a a more general situation they're they're uh they're not they're not about parody they're just they're just about reflecting mm-hmm. uh people back at themselves mm-hmm. and not in a, not necessarily in a contemporary way i think just in a 
in a more general way, in a more classic way. Uh, and I think sometimes that's the problem is if they try to get it to be too, uh, too contemporary, mm -hmm. that locks them into a certain era of whatever they're doing. And that, that can be, that could be why it doesn't, you know, uh, doesn't pick up on people. People don't pick up on it as more when they try. They, they do from time to time. Yeah. People, people sometimes are excited that they, they show up, but it doesn't seem to last. Nothing mm -hmm. sticks around. So Ty, do you think that the new Muppet show that they did on ABC a couple years ago, it was stylized like the office, right? Where they had the, the interviews and the, you know, the, the sort of, I mean, it, it felt like, we're trying to do the office to me and it didn't feel right to me and it, and it didn't catch on. I mean, it didn't make it. Do you think that that's kind of what was going on there? Yeah, that was part of it. The, and there was a, I think there was a kind of a mean streak running through it, which mm -hmm. I mean, the Muppets will sometimes do some things that, you know, seem outwardly mean and anything like that. Ultimately, I don't think overall mm -hmm. that should be the main feeling you get from the Muppets. I think that doesn't help. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think it was trying to be not, not too clever. It was trying to be too contemporary. I, mm -hmm. I actually wish the show was about a sitcom about Miss Piggy having a late night talk show. Right. I think it would have been much, much better if they had just gone ahead and done it as a late night talk show hosted by Miss Piggy. Mm -hmm. and, and then you can run backstage and do other things backstage if you want to from time to time. But right. I think you, you would have gotten more fun mm -hmm. uh, by running it as a, right. as a, just as a late night talk show and making it a more, a more general experience. And then you can kind of do anything you want. Right within that right so that takes us back then to where, where we sort of started the improvisational element to it right that then you have the jazz going because you can you can take this in any number of directions and it's still going to work right whereas with the sitcom format you, you're stuck to a plot right <laughs> muppets don't necessarily need a plot <laughs> not for an episode but you know if you have a if you do a movie i would suggest you know having a plot yeah but if you're if you're just doing an episode of a tv show you don't need to have yeah it doesn't need to come together that well. It can, it can just be a mess, and that's that's fine. They're they're the Muppets. They're me they're messy. Certainly, Live's been doing that for fifty years, and they're still a mess, and they still stand, keep going. So, yeah, there's no they're a mess. there's no they didn't they don't try to run an episode that runs no. runs you know you don't have threads at the beginning that run into threads at the end most of the most. time right not most of the time no not well, I guess <laughs> when Fred Savage was on. They did, and they did end every sketch when he was a kid. They did every sketch with Daniel Stern doing a voiceover, <laughs> uh, explaining the end of the sketch and what went on, because it all took place in the past somehow. Right. But other than that, most most of the time, yeah, you're not going to get coherency from sketch to sketch, and nor, nor do you want that. They are kind of the opposite of the Muppets in that way, in that everything sure. they do is pretty sure. contemporary. Right. But the Muppets also have a connection to Saturday Night Live in that that they were an entire segment for the first season. Right. There was a Muppet segment. Most people don't remember that because nobody nobody liked it too much. <laughs> it, it, it was interesting, but it was it was strange. Yeah. And there was no music associated with that one, so maybe that maybe that didn't help either. And that's what I was going to say as I was thinking about you know you talked about the reboot at ABC. I think I saw one episode. I didn't see many more, but I don't remember music is you know strong mm -hmm. as a connection there and, I, mm -hmm. and I, was, I wondered if you know going back to what we talked about is that you said it started with that and maybe that's part of what's missing from the formula could be uh when uh when jason siegel and 
his partner, who I forget who his writing mm-hmm. partner was, when they when they did the 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 reboot called the Muppets, mm-hmm. they did a more they did a more general thing there. It was just you know uh, they kind of went back to the hey I would like to entertain people was the kind of the the through line of the movie, mm-hmm. and they had a lot of really good songs in that. Uh-huh. Uh, and it uh-huh. was it was uh, re- really popular, and they ended up greenlighting the second movie, which didn't have as any memorable songs that I remember. And I remember. Right. I'm a man. I'm a Muppet. <laughs> Muppet. I'm a man. Right from the first one. Yeah, that was that was a great song. That was great. Well, they had the they had the ridiculousness too. Like the, I mean, I still to this day talk about traveling by map. <laughs> Right. The idea that, you know, hey, you know, they had to get they had to get there in quick time. So we're just going to travel by map and we're going to move by, you know, just by by going to the other place on the map. And then we're there in a, in a second. Sure. Right. And and it was that they had that that sort of that's completely ridiculous and completely wonderful at the same time. It was. Yeah. I mean, the thing that the thing that always grounds the Muppets that makes you connect to them is their emotions, uh, whereas their 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 mm-hmm. actual uh, antics can be anything they can go anywhere those are that's where you can mm-hmm. go crazy so the way to ground them is to is people connect with what the muppets themselves are feeling you know fozzie's frustration at not being able to right. tell a joke or or kermit's frustration at just everybody acting the way that they act or <laughs> uh gonzo's wonder at the beauty of chickens or you know the the uh the thrill you feel about leaping over a canyon while trapped inside an egg <laughs> kind of thing. You know, everybody, everybody knows that feeling. Everybody gets that every time, every once in a while. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, once a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, and I, then, but then I even think of other things, you know, and we, I, uh, other things that became popular. And again, you know, I think it's, I don't know, you know, I don't think we're in the end up saying that music is just, I mean, it's just music, but, you know, to take this back to the music, there always seems to be music as part of that mix, right? And as you said, the, the jazz kind of at, uh, was part of the DNA to begin with. But even, you know, there was that whole move thing with John Denver and the Muppets, right? And they put out albums and they did specials and they, you know, there was a whole connection there. And of course, that was that was built on music. And even watching Muppet Babies in the 1980s, you know, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is the theme song, which is a throwback to old mm-hmm. 50s early 60s uh, mm-hmm. pop music and and again it's got that sort of nostalgic element that that sort of cartoonish element yet eh, you're remembering something significant here at the same time yeah 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 i, I agree the the muppet babies used used their music effectively i think one of the things that that show did even though it was aimed at really young children it didn't talk down to them so it didn't it didn't it didn't mm-hmm. assume that it could just you know, dump off a couple of chords and a couple of couple of generic lyrics, and think kids are going to be happy with it. It you know, it did something. Usually, uh, they they were mostly upbeat, but you know, they wanted kids to actually connect with it. I think, rather than just to just to sit in front of yep. it and then throw money at the at the toy they were advertising. Well, right. <laughs> well, I mean, I think there's as we talked about on this episode. I think music is something that at tunes mate we're constantly trying to get people to think about the non-typical music that they you know every day we as humans we generally there's some type of music we always listen to 
it, it's hard to break out of that. And I think the Muppets through time has you know, given us different avenues and make some memorable songs. And if you, you grew up on the Muppets, you're familiar with them. If you have only seen bits and pieces of it, I think it's like you said, I think there's, this is a good time to re-explore what's out there, especially all those subscribers to Disney plus, you know, there's a way to get connected to it. And I guess for me, just as we talk about in, you know, work on, you know, the next phase of the Muppets. I know we started talking about it, but is there something else that that's out there that's happening with the Muppets at this time? I think Disney's, you know, usually looking for something new to try with them. They, they did have a series that they did like last summer, I believe on Disney plus, but I honestly haven't watched it yet. I don't know if it's any good or not. I honestly don't know. I haven't seen it. So, yeah, I would hope they're still looking. I mean, they've got a lot of properties they're juggling at this point. Beyond just the traditional True. Disney properties, they've they've acquired a bunch that they're 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 running with. Um Yep. I mean, you know, even on top of the, you know, even ones you're not even thinking about like they own Aliens now. So, <laughs> Predator. Oh, they own. They own Predator. That's you know. They've got all kinds of properties they're thinking through, and you know the fact that they oh, they work that, that that they work to get the the Muppets on Disney Plus, and made a, made a deal made a, you know made a fairly big deal about it, does mean that mm-hmm. I think they're still thinking about it. I hope they can find something that works. I really do. Yeah, there would seem to be some some really good synergy to go on there. I mean, you think about. Uh, I mean, even you think, you know, Marvel and you're going to have, you could, you could make something with the Muppets and Marvel. You can do, I mean, you know, ESPN and you got the, the Muppets and sports, right? Yeah. You've got, uh, I mean, even thinking about, like you said, Alien, I mean, there's a whole, you could do that through Muppet some way, you know, and, and make it fun yeah, and Predator the same way. Can you imagine a Muppet Predator, right? You know, and. Um, and it would be, you know, again, that's that it's scary, but sure. well, Sweetums is the Muppet predator, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's exactly what comes to mind. Uh, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think, I think, I don't know. I would like them to try things just, you know, something. Oh, oh Muppets now. That was what the new one was called. And like I said, I haven't, oh, yeah. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Okay. I don't know how, how well it worked. Uh, I should have, I should have maybe watched some of that before I prepared for this. But yeah, I think you need to, uh, if you can find somebody willing to write some songs for it, that, uh, or, you know, or somebody willing to, I guess a lot of what they did was they took popular songs and found new ways to interpret them. Uh, Mm -hmm. So if if they, but, you know, their, their own original songs are of course important too. So if they could find somebody who's willing to write, you know, not, not just blow off a few songs, but really sit down and and write some some interesting songs for them. I think that would help. And uh, somebody who's willing to look at it as a more of a timeless thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I think. I always thought like if you wanted to do more movies, what you need to do is marry it with some classic film styles. You know, do a do a western or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, westerns the one first one I always think of. Like do mm-hmm. a, do, do a western. Yeah, you could, you could do a noir. That would be kind of fun. That's. I guess a a little bit what they were going through with the great Muppet caper, but yeah, you could go, you could go more in with that. And then again, you don't do it as necessarily a parody Mm -hmm. of a genre, but you do it as a rather than a parody and that's the way to go. 
you don't want them to be recalling specific instances from other movies. You want them to right. to play with, have fun by playing within the in the yep. genre. Yep. And I think that's what you need to be looking for. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully they'll they'll somebody will will pick up on that and 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 get to it. I mean, the current crop of Muppeteers, they may be the old guard. There might not be too many of them left, but I mean, the new guys are also talented. So. It would be, it would be lovely to see. <laughs> well, I was just going to say it's it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast today, and I know Ray, we will continue to. I mean, there's always something going on with the Muppets on Tunes Mate. Agreed. Yeah, I uh, I was glad to be on the show. I hope you guys uh, to talk about it. That was fun. Awesome. Thanks. You're welcome, Ray. Any parting words before we jump off? No, I just think this is just another good example of how we see the connection of popular culture with uh, that that goes through all these different avenues of our life, and and in this way, how we can see one more way that 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 music plays a role. All right, so we'll we'll wrap it up. We'll want you to make sure to follow us, follow our podcast uh, on all those platforms that are out there. Follow us on social media, like us, and give us feedback about our episodes. Always looking for ways to improve and without further ado i'll i'll throw it over to ty ty thanks for coming in again thank you thanks it was great being here uh enjoy the show happy to be on it thanks for awesome. and until next time i'm mark and i'm ray see you <laughs>